Hey everyone, I'm Kari. Hello everyone, I am Bree. And this is CSI Talk. Welcome back, everyone. Another week, another episode of CSA Talk, here another episode of CSA Vegas. This week, we're going to be breaking down In Harm's episode 5 of season 2 of CSA Vegas. Just two things before we begin. First, this is a safe space for you. So we're never really coming here just to shut off the world and listen to two girls talking about their favorite science crime fighting show. We got you. I don't have my surgery schedule yet, but as soon as I get it, I'll let you guys know. We've all seen last week's episode, right? If you didn't, go watch it because it's a great episode. They did trigger me a bit because of the suits that they were wearing. Like, it felt like it did when the pandemic happened, you know? I mean, it's still happening. By the way, get your boosters. If you want to, of course, but get your boosters. So the episode begins with a party, right? And a man that is the victim is making a speech. And the, the professor and his team, the professor and his teams that are the ones responsible for making this and this great invention are being honored in that party. And what they invented is a, med- a magnetic ray that can make health procedures better and painless and the professor turns around to talk to his students and the camera focuses on one of them for a few more seconds than the other foreshadowing something right and yeah suddenly the lights go off and people start passing out here we are now, Holy Noble Legends. One of them had a seizure and uh, ended up in the bottle. Ended up in the pool. The guy that was making the speech uh, has a seizure and falls to the ground. Nobody knows what is happening. And then we cut to a club, and Catherine is there to see Chris's roommate. I think her name is Monica, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it's Monica. To question her about Grace's last days, to know if she noticed anything, if something happened, and she leaves her number, her number with Monica, and go back to work. <laughs> well, so back at the scene, back Catherine the tells scene. Monica to. You forgot Catherine. Catherine tells Monica to come to the lab. Yeah, to come to the lab, because it's safer, right? Yes, it's safer. I mean, we expect it to be safer than it was last season, because Anselm could easily go in and out of the lab, just touching evidence, getting evidence <laughs> for himself, you know? We're expecting that the security is better right now. Mm-hmm. And back at the scene, Max, Josh, and Bo are suiting up, to walk the scene. And Bo walks to vomit. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel I felt a bit sick when he was like, oh my god, what did I step into? And just like, that was vomit. <laughs> I was like, I could never be a CSI because if I saw vomit on the floor, it's a no for me. There are three dead bodies and the floor full of vomit. Yep. So Alex shows up. And Bo wants to remove the suit when they realize that it wasn't anything radioactive. But Max holds his suit together and says, absolutely not. And she snaps at Bo. Max really snaps at Bo a few times during this episode. Max is snapping at everybody in this episode. Yeah, because she took PTSD. From what? From what? Actually, you know what? It's now called PTSS. PTSS, yeah, PTSS, not PTSS, PTSS. Traumatic syndrome. So, they are processing the scene and both finds the dead red on the face, on the face fountain. And back in the lab, Detective Chavez tells Bo and Max that one of the victims was a lawyer that was kind of like the middleman between investors and the professor and his team. Mm-hmm. And Bo says that lawyers only work for lawyers like this only work for big companies. And these and companies- the, the, the name was Joe Milliken. And Ben, and I mean Bo, alluded to Bloody Mary. How you not supposed to turn around and say Bloody Mary three times? I'm not gonna go on the um, tangent here. Talking about the Bloody Mary legends. That being it's true. I never summoned the, the, the Bloody Mary. Never did. Don't want it. I would never do Bloody Mary or mess with a Ouija board. They three of them go to the hospital and Belle wants to see Cyril play. Yeah. And there's a student is the one that is going to point them back to the professor. Matt is talking to one of the older victims and he said that he had rushed his test because he trains doctors that worked on that hospital, probably. And there was nothing odd on the test. Like, there was nothing nothing off about the blood test, you know, the stomach contents, any other body of fluid, there was nothing off about it. Okay. So, if I can go and talk to the pastor, right? And yep. he said that he didn't belong in the party. Yes. And wrong so people don't really belong in fancy clotting, right? And Travis gets him to give a stool sample, which Ali and Bo throw away. Josh, as when he's in a morgue with Sonia, he annoys her. Yeah, so Sonia's telling Josh there is actually no evidence of a chemical attack. And she also tells Josh that the lawyer that was speaking, he had an insulin pump. So whatever happened, his body absorbs all the insulin that there was in the pump. Yep. So Sonia suggests that could be mass sociogenic illness, right? It refers to, I'm quoting from an article right now, 
Mesothelogenic illness refers to the rapid spread of illness signs and symptoms affecting members of a cohesive group originating from a nervous system disturbance involving excitation, loss, or alteration of functions, whereby physical complaints that are exhibited unconsciously have no corresponding sociogenic illness. It occurs in the context of a credible threat that provokes great anxiety, such as noxious odor in the school, I mean, fears of chemical warfare or bioterrorism. And the standard psychiatry, psychiatry nomenclature and standard psychiatry names, mass illness is subsumed under the general heading of some of a disorder and subcharacterized as conversion disorder, disorder, hysterical neurosis, conversion type. So it's kind of like all of those people that dance until they're dying, friends. Hey, if you watch BuzzFeed and Solve or you are fully seen in puppet history, they talk about the, all the people that died, that dance until they die in France. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Sonia did, Monkey C and Monkey Do's. If you're in a large group of people and somebody starts feeling a lack of breath or an anxious attack, everyone around them are going to exhibit symptoms like that. So most people that were in the ER after that party were not really sick. They had a psychological response to what was going on. So if one of them thought there was a chemical attacks, then all of their bodies, now they were presenting symptoms that they think is correlated to a chemical attack. And Sonia was actually right about that. Like the dead bodies that they have were actually affected by something they are going to, they are going to discover later in the episode, but most of the people were only affected because of anxiety. And the next thing. Monica gives Catherine a watch that was given to Grace to shut her up by somebody rich. So then Catherine gets Monica to go to where they will. Monica got the watch and collect a whole bunch of You know what? I thought Catherine was going with her. No, we all did. Me and Rick watching the episodes together. And I'm like, oh my God, don't tell me that, that Catherine's going there. And Brie was like, it's Catherine, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, thank God she didn't do it. Yes. At least he's not being too, too reckless. Yeah. I mean, depends well, on what you're saying. What is the definition of reckless, right? So, Detective Well, Scott but he's being reckless, but not too reckless. Yeah. So, Detective Chavez, she gives Bo and Allie the evidence that the professor gave to her, but they were like, yeah, we don't need that because we already know that professor left the party. So Bo and Allie are processing evidence in the GMS suspect, but 
it gave nothing away like they tried bacteria, fungi, virus, chemical, biological, nothing. It gave nothing. So Max says that they need to go back to the question, how would you poison a lot of people? And immediately both just goes and didn't just you know, just tell Max and Ellie how he would kill a bunch of people and not get caught. Uh, he tells them that, that use the venom from Blue Rain Octopus and the tetrodotoxin is a thousand, as a thousand times faster than cyanides and he proceeds to explain how he would do it. And then, Allie, that's all. and then Ali says he no longer allowed to my birth invited to my birthday party. Does that mean that we're getting we're gonna see a birthday party for someone other than Nick? I hope. I hope so. At the CSI writers, we need another birthday party for someone else because I need to use that scene on my birthday tier on my Twitter account and I use the Solar Ragnarok seed. So please give me another scene of a birthday party, please. And be happy birthday, not a sad birthday like Sarah. Oh, please give me a happy birthday, not a sad birthday. Remember, we do not talk about that episode. I know, but you know, something like that does have to be brought up. Yeah, okay. And so, then, then next thing, talk about the smart scene in the board. Yeah, we're going to talk about some more. Yeah. Sonny and Josh and Max, they are in autopsy trying to figure it out what happened to the victims when the FBI shows up to take Before them. that, Max makes a comment about nobody ever liking Josh in autopsy. I mean, nobody. My poor boy, Josh, just want to know what happened. And nobody ever liked him. Well, yeah. then yes. the FBI, then boom, here comes the FBI. Yeah, demanding to have everything. Max fights them, fights back to them. Can I just say, my boy Josh, he was ready to fight them. He was raising his arm to protect Max. Kind of like in an involuntary response. I feel like he still, I think he still feels guilty for not being there for Max. And he feels guilty for not Protecting Max when she was attacked. I mean, honey, this is your line of work. Some of you are going to get attacked in some way. Yes. And then, since Catherine knows the FBI agent author, I mentioned soon that she's known the director longer than he has. And I have a theory. I'm, what if the FBI director was <laughs> the character that was played by... <laughs> The actor plays Josh. I mean, it would be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God, I didn't know they didn't do this, but I would die for it to have an interaction between Catherine and Josh before they met. Like, I feel like I know you from somewhere. And the other one's like, yeah, I know. I feel like I met you. And Max is still going to solve, solve the case no matter what. Then in comes Bo with the dead rat. For necropsy. Yeah, Max is like, three people die in my town. I'm gonna know what's going on. 
And Mac says they're gonna, and then Mac says we'll we'll play the rap. I play on a Amer- saying I don't know if it's just American or not that would deal with the Cotswold Delt. So like, that's two saying. I'm on the mute right now because there's a lot of commotion on the streets. That's two sayings in one episode. Then the rap had many many strokes that was due that was due to her. Hydrogen peroxide. Catherine brings Maxi Josh to collect the evidence. Catherine brings, like I said, Catherine brings Malanaka to Josh to collect the evidence. Then she leaves to the room to argue with the FBI again. And then she comes back to Monica disrobing in front of Josh. She stops it and brings her to another room to find something to wear so they can finish with the evidence. Max gets a sick and then Max gets scared by some noise that in the lab because something got dropped. Allie puts her hand on her to calm her down. So that's the second time there's been something that's scared or that somebody's had to kind of calm her down. No, that's the first time in this episode. Never mind. Okay. Then Catherine texts Max to let another scene is open. And instead of door number three, it's container number three. So, and it's, there's dead koi in the koi pond. And Ali found out why the koi was dead, because it was because there was a malfunction with the- And Josh thinks that something wrong would be electric, electric. With the technology. With the technology of the house, right? Because he, he's right, indeed. He goes into the house. And, and see time on... All the malfunctioning. The time is wrong. And on one of the computers and the TV was just off. So both Josh and Ellie, they all... They go through the house trying to test to see what is the orange of... Of the disturbance so and they have to come back to the part of the house in which there is this a lot of machines turning off like they were looking for something that just didn't match with the scene and they ended up finding something did can and then one of these clubs just doesn't belong here <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. I've been listening to Taylor Swift lately, and when 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 Allie said that, I really thought about the song lover. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no! See, to me, when I was says this not can belong here, the, I don't know what I know it from, but when it, and a lot of times it was something just doesn't belong here, and it was a plug. So that's why this plug just doesn't belong here. I'm not doing tell us what. No, I'm doing something I've done my whole life. So they and then they find the le- the electromagnetic thing that anybody that the team was working on. Yeah, and Bo immediately knows what was that, and if he gets on nerdy a max. <laughs> I love that. I love that Bo. I I just love that. And that they go back here, Bo and Josh, they go to Max to tell 
occur, what they found. This electromagnetic weapon, it had, it, it used the way that was not supposed to, like in this episode, it sends magnetic waves to the body, yes. to the human body, and it's going to alter the body. Essentially and altering the brain waves. And so Josh and Bowan test it out. So Max gets Allie everyone to get everyone out of the office. And Bo can tell Max is uneased. And Bo's like, nothing's gonna happen to you, boss. You're you're over here. Nothing's gonna happen to you here. Yeah. And Max I Max knew that. She knew that. But she was still afraid because of what happened to her. Yes. And Charlotte knew it was designed for the lawyer. And then Bella thinks it was the professor's deal while interviewing him. Max noticed that it was a gate room with the student that Bo was talking to. Yeah. And that's the gate. That weapon caused some people to have a stroke. And when someone is is recovering from a stroke, it takes a while for a, a part of their body for, I mean, it could be the left side, the right side, or any part of their body to work properly again. It can take from weeks to months. And that one student was the only one that didn't have any difficulty moving around. And... They questioned him, and he said that he only did that because he knew that those investors were going to weaponize that weapon. And it's kind of like he put the need of the many over the need of the sea. Yep. Which, I mean, is it unethical? Yeah, somebody died. I mean, not only one, one person died, three people died. But then a lot of other people could have died. And then the student tells Bo, well, when you created something to try and help the environment, it was that, that actually helps make better weapons. And oh my God, when Bo was visibly shaken up when that guy said that. And I just wanted to hug him and be like, it's not your fault, buddy. It's not your fault that you use something that you invented to try and help the environment. And they do it to help the, the army or the weapons that they have. It's not your fault. It, it feels like, oh, you know, that student kind of... He knew who Bo was before Bo even introduced himself in the CSI. Yep. It makes sense now because he said, oh, now you're trying to do justice. Mm -hmm. this, this guy was li literally dropping hints that he was the killer all along, huh? Oh my god, poor bull. And then later back in the lab, 
Catherine and saying goodbye to Max because she and Josh found out that the man who, who gave Grace the watch, he fled to Belarus after they found out that Grace was dead. So Catherine's going to Belarus all by herself to work the case. Uh, I'm not sure if that's healthy or not. This is a very Sarah move to her. Not Sarah. I think this is a very gruesome move of her. You know, going after killers all by herself. Like, I have no doubt that Catherine can't handle herself. But I mean, does it have to be a Belarus? Like, I'm sorry, couldn't be anywhere near where she could call up Max or or Josh and be like, oh, I, he, this is what I found. Like, if she finds the guy dead over there, what is she going to do? She cannot call Max or Josh. Well, so she goes there to... Well, reason why they actually can't go in because they have to keep it on the down low. They have to keep as much people inside the lab as possible so they not look like they're investigating. Yeah, I know. But then again, Catherine is a rich woman, right? It's not like... I mean, she wants to take some vacation right after joining the lab again. Well, she worked for the lab for a very long time. She wants to take the vacation now. I mean, it's not a problem. Later, when the FBI comes to collect the weapon, they are leaving, and Bo comes near Max, and Max is like, oh, you took that part that would actually kill people, right? And he's like, yes, they did. Yeah. And so, so if, those of you who are wondering why Captain left, while Captain Walker may not be in every episode, because during this time, she was also busy with All Rise. Yeah, so maybe, I mean, to, as Brie explained to me, to be a main character, you have to be in more than half of the episodes of the season. So apparently we're getting 21 episodes. If we're getting 21 episodes, she might be in like 15 or 16 episodes. Like, I don't know if it's 15 or 16, but 21 episodes after it would be like, I don't know, 7 or 11. So she is probably in like 15 or 16 episodes, or she can be in like 14 episodes too. So we don't know, but she's yeah, more... Well, she can even be in 20 episodes. She can maybe only miss one episode. Yeah. And... And they it's... probably don't want these shootings in like different areas too badly to that zone. And at the end of the episode, Allie calms Max down because Max is still kind of struggling with long noises and she tells Max that it's okay to feel like that. It's okay because she's been through a lot. It's okay to feel like that because she's been through a lot. Somebody hit her with the head. Why is she working with the things that she loves? But she cannot give up on the NCSI on doing what she loves. She has to find a way out, like, she has to find a way to navigate it, you know, that's, that's exactly the same thing that Max told Allie back in season <laughs> one. Kind of coming full circle though, right? So, yeah, so I think, I don't know, yeah, but we might be breaking down episode six next week. 
it all depends on my insurance, but I'll keep you guys posted. But as far as you know, as far as I know, we might be breaking now the episode six, we've episode seven, but I'll keep you guys posted on my Twitter. Okay, so it's Cap Marvel Sido, so Cap short for Captain Marvel Sido. So, and we will also try to keep you updated through our social media accounts too. Yeah, so don't worry, you all. Okay, so we're gonna keep you all posted. So, I mean, see you next week, right? Or in two weeks. I I, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you.